for joining the podcast man of course man it's nice to be on here with you man it's a pleasure so i want to start off by you just introducing yourself telling us a little bit about you of course man uh, so my name is uh jay spencer sterling i'm originally from grand rapids michigan um not to be confused with detroit michigan or eight mile a lot of people <laughs> <laughs> for some odd reason think that's the only place in michigan but um, we're actually from the opposite side of the state. So um, West Michigan, closer to um, Lake Michigan. But um, I'm now here in uh, New Jersey. I'm lead producer artist at Mint uh, Music. And um, in a nutshell, man, that's pretty much what it is. <laughs> yeah, very cool. And, you know, how did you, because like the topic of today is music. Yes, sir. How did you, you know, what? What brought about your your passion for music today? Like what what was it like in like your past? Like what what was your experience, I guess? Um, so when it comes to music, I, I believe, you know, we'll we'll obviously dive into this a little bit later when it comes to, you know, passion and you know what you're chosen for and stuff. I believe I was chosen. You know, it's not really something that I I chose per se. Um, but you know how when you're in, in, um, in middle school or maybe it might be earlier for some people, you have to choose band or choir. Like I chose band. Like I was always, I always gravitated more towards, um, like playing the drums. Like, cause that's what I started out as was I played the drums and then I later, you know, went into different instruments, but ultimately, um, that's where it started, man. I mean, it, you know, I didn't have some, you know, transcendental experience or anything like that, but it, right. it but it was definitely, it, you know, that's where it started in school. And then also too, with my parents, because my, you know, my parents uh, split when I was very young, but my mom had a different taste than my father. So I got a chance to really experience a bunch of different types of music. You know, like my mom being a black woman, you know, I, I guess not so stereotypically, but, you know, she liked R&B music, you know what I'm saying? Key sweat, boys to men, stuff like that. And then my dad being a white guy, he liked, um, you know, stuff like Simply Red, um, Stevie Ray Vaughan, you know, and he would get into other stuff, you know, Michael Jackson, stuff like that. But um, I, I got you know, kind of two different sides of the spectrum when it came to music. And that helped my decision because it was just something that led my spirit, you know? Right. Yeah. And there's just something like music and the arts in general, we, and I feel like we, we kind of touched on this offline, but like, it's just taken for granted. I think like, yep. we, I think similar to like, you know, I've done episodes about food and like, you know, talking about just like when someone, whether they're, you know, absorbing it you know literally like with food or you know absorbing it you know a bit more metaphorically as far as just like the music and you know the the rhythm and all these things like, I really feel like a lot of times we, we, we're just so desensitized because there's just so much coming at so much information is so much coming at us that I think that sometimes unfortunately we kind of don't truly truly absorb the beauty of the art that we're experiencing 
Amen to that, man. That's actually a great point too. I mean, I I definitely want to touch you know touch on that specifically because I mean, when you look at social media, and it seems like most mediums of art, it's the same exact thing. You know, it's like we're getting into this NFT situation now, and everyone wants to create something because you know, it's, it's, it's a part of this wave that people have made a lot of money on. Right. So like, okay. So as a musician, what do I do with this situation? But, you know, like maybe slowing that down a little bit and seeing how we can actually appreciate the music first or appreciate the art first, you know? No. Yeah, totally. And I think that, you know, one of the things to your point that that's a bit unfortunate is that we've, we live in a society where like, for instance, <laughs> there was like a, 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 a survey that, that, that would always be taken uh, asking like, I think like you know, six, seven, eight year olds, like what they want to be when they grow up. Yeah. And the ant- the most popular answer for like the last like 30 plus years had been astronaut. Like, uh. Oh, I want to be an astronaut, you know, doctor, lawyer. It's yeah. like today when, when you ask kids that question, the answer is YouTube, YouTuber. No or, kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those actual survey were wow. Where they did that, but like that doesn't surprise me because we live in the society where you know you're you're given the solution that oh you know you don't have to work you could just like blog or do this yeah. and you'll make millions. Like there's like twelve year like I, I I know of this like I, I used to have to advertise like there. Are, are 12 year olds who make millions of dollars just unwrapping shit on yep. YouTube. And that's, crazy. that's like, and good for them. But I think societally it gives off this, this, you know, fake um, notion of being able to just throw something on the internet and you'll, you'll be good. And you don't really need any like tangible skill or like you, you can do it fast. That's, that's, that's the correct. other thing. It's, it's not only just what, what, being promoted to do but it's also like oh you know you can do this really quick because like with something like music if if societally you know generally people are getting into that mindset of quick and and easy that's not how you get true art you know like the Beatles aren't the Beatles because they you know just decided to do it as a little side hobby uh, an hour to a week like they they put in the work they did thousands thousands of hours so they they were able to become who they are like that's that's just you know those know. are the facts man those are the the raw facts and it's interesting because like who knew that when i was sitting at home waiting in front of my computer for the dial up internet to start that one day there would be just like you said 10 12 year olds who have again, we're making millions of dollars every month. And, but, but it's interesting too, cause like you look at the production value of a lot of these videos, it's not just these 12 year olds. Like there's a lot going on there. You know what I'm saying? Just like, there's a specific, like you center in marketing. Like I imagine you understand that. Like when you see it, you, you see the layers of what's going on with those type of videos. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, yeah, okay, you have this kid and then you have billions of other kids or millions of other kids who are watching these kids and they want to do that. But um, it just seems like we're, we're starting to lose like the heart and soul of 
just anything at all when it comes to the arts. It's just like, okay, if that's what you guys want, like, again, we're, we're going to get to a point where it's critical mass. And then I, I think people are going to, they're going to start getting tired of it. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, what, it, and it doesn't really matter what medium we're talking about. Like if it's shit, it's shit. Okay. Yeah. It's like, I would like to say that there's this one side size fits all objective view of everything or more subjective. I'm sorry, subjective view of everything. But after a while, man, it like, that just, it does, it just doesn't work anymore. Unfortunately. Right. Right. And you know, what, what, what's like your thoughts on the influence that music has on, on us societally? Like, do you think, you know, so for instance, when someone's like, Oh, you know, these, these songs, these music videos are sending the wrong message. Like they're, yeah. you know, th- and things like that. Like, do you think that there's any truth and that like, you know, there is like kind of a responsibility when it comes to, especially like, major artists? 100% man. So, you know, I was thinking about this earlier because I mean, I really think about it all the time since I'm an artist and I'm a storyteller. I want and I have younger siblings, too. Like, I didn't really think about this in a concrete way until I understood that I'm actually an example, like I'm in a living example for someone now. But when I think about just people in not only the media, but just like you said, larger artists, the responsibility that falls on our shoulders, because you can have someone who's a teacher making $35,000 a year, who is literally molding the minds and creating the future. They're struggling to get paid. But then you get someone who is an industry plant artist who doesn't really care about what they put out, um, who can put blood in teeth uh, um, in, um, in shoes, you know what I'm saying? And, and then turn around and say, no, I don't care what people think. I don't care what the youth thinks about that. And, and it's like, and they're making millions of dollars. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, so where's the responsibility here? So, but societally, if you think of, you know, also just like another concrete example, if you think about something like Barbie dolls, for instance, when you have a mind that is malleable as a child, all right, because that's where a lot of this this marketing and this branding is geared towards, whether we like to admit it or not. When Nicki Minaj dresses up, it's very doll-like. All right. So she not only has a specific audience, but the way she changes her voice, what Madonna did, what Rihanna has done, like all these people, it's like. You of course you're you're talking to a, a younger demographic with that, and they're listening, all right, and their entire existence is molded around that. So when they don't pay attention to that type of stuff, when they constantly wear wigs and all this other stuff, you know, subconsciously that's basically retraining a mind and saying, you know what, you can you don't have to appreciate your your God given hair, you don't have to appreciate your your God given you know, melanin and how that looks, you know what I'm saying? So, cause really when you look deep into it, it's like there's, and that's really a whole nother topic when it comes to like degenerative traits or, you know, more dominant traits and stuff like that. But if you're a black person, for instance, just one example, 
you know, if you're a black person and then you have beautiful kinky hair that grows upwards and then you see and you're a young child and then you see your favorite artist wearing a wig, a blonde wig, lightening their skin, putting uh, uh, contacts in and stuff like that. It's like. It's, it's very hard to navigate that sometimes because it's like, oh, yeah, you want to appreciate the art of it, but you have to understand that like what you're doing to these kids and what you're, what you're the, the story that you're really telling, because it's not just putting out music. It's a little bit more than that, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, I agree. And I think the, the problem is a lot of these artists, it, like, you know, for instance, of your example, of Lil Nas X, it's like, I think the thing that's, that should, like, I think you, know, you have, to, it, it's unfortunate because we're so di- like divided that even on something that you think we would be on the same page, we're not. Yeah. And it's, it's because of just the level of division. But like something like that, I think the thing that I found problematic was that he was supposedly marketing himself as an artist for kids before yeah. that. Like he was saying like, like all these things. And then you do something like that. And like, I feel like things like that, it's like, me personally, at least, I don't think that that was his idea. I right. think that at the end of the day, he's a prop and that, you know, the marketers and, and like the companies that he works for and that he's doing business with, they're like, let's use this guy, do a, a, a gimmicky devil thing. People are going to freak out. It's going to create division. People are going to like people who aren't going to like the conservative people who are saying like negative things will embrace it even more despite them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's like, you know, I highly doubt that he like when they pitched this to the to him, that he was like, oh, but what about the kids? And yeah. I, I, I just wonder, do you think that, you know, when it comes to certain craft, uh money can almost be be like a negative and as far as just the production of of what what that artist ends up making 100 percent, man and you know i'll just loop back around to the example i made about teachers if if you had uh, a music artist who was only able to make like from the beginning let's say you know we're you know back in the 50s where artists are only making you know $30,000 a year, $50,000 a year tops as a music artist. I may maybe a little bit more than that, but um and then you say okay, we're only going to cap it at 100,000, right? That's all an artist can make. I believe that the narrative would be different when you have people who are struggling in a specific whatever in a demographic or they grow up in a specific neighborhood like they're like oh my gosh I can make millions or as you said before where you have the 12 year old or the the 15 year old who's like nah I don't need to go to college I can just continue making this vlog and stuff like that you take the money off the table what's really there that's the that's the foundational question if if you take any type of gain off the table why are you really doing this you know, so that right. that's a question I like to ask myself and other people. No, that's an excellent point. Because, right, like if you take out the equation of money, like is your passion still going to be at that high of a level? I think I'd argue maybe like 5% of artists, like maybe even more, maybe like 10, 15% of artists, right. I think 
the answer would be like absolutely like I wouldn't want to do anything else. Yeah. But then there's a good a good chunk of those people who are like, I can't I can't make fast money, no thing. And <laughs> and it's like, okay, well that's good. Now we now we know. We know yep. who is in it, you know, because they love it and who's in it, you know, for the, the gains that they think that they can get. That's um, true, man. Do you remember uh I I'm sure you probably had a similar experience. I think we're around the same age. Like right. Growing up and like watching music videos in the morning, <laughs> yeah, man, that was one of my favorite things, bro. Like, I love doing that. Like, that, like, it just that's the thing about technology that I feel like, as as a species, like, we, we don't appreciate as much as we should. It's like night and day thinking about back then, you know, MTV, like 7 30, 7 in the morning, yep. just watching music videos. The, so, you know, it was time to go to school, come home, maybe watch TRL, see the, yep. the countdown. Of <laughs> who, who was number one? That was the big question. It's like, yep. who's going to be number one today? Um, it's That's like a completely different world that we live in today. MTV doesn't even fucking play music videos anymore. No, nope. nope. <laughs> It's no called music television. Music. There's no music. <laughs> that's weird, isn't it? <laughs> that's weird. Yeah, hey, man, one of the things that my brother and I used to do and this was before Apple Music, all that other shit. We would have a tape recorder, all right? And I am saying a tape with an actual tape. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so when the video came on, we would put the tape right up to the speaker of the television. And, <laughs> and that's how we made our playlist. You know what I'm saying? So like when your favorite song came on, like, oh, snap, grab the tape recorder real quick. And then, you know, we would put it up there, whether it was, you know, Mace, a ball and MJG, like these were some of my favorite artists to just like have their music. You know what I'm saying? You know, if it, it, it and it was really because we couldn't afford to go get the CD or whatever. But um, it's the accessibility, man. You know what I'm saying? It's like when you can reach out and touch something on your phone, on your computer. It's just like we kind of start to get wired to take things for granted. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And it's like you know. To your point of the cassette, I remember I had like the the huge ass disc man at one point. Yeah. <laughs> and like it was funny. I remember I had a friend who had like a CD burner. So we started like our own little business where like we'd be like, write down, you know, the list of songs you want. We'll burn you a CD for a dollar. That's dope. <laughs> and it was funny. It's just funny because it's like I think um if I remember correctly, on the CD, like I think at at max, maybe put like 10 songs or something. That's right. And it's like you know, most people, it's either you had that or you had, like, there was, like, the mini MP3 player that, yep. like, had, like, at the time what was considered a lot, like, half a gig of memory. It's, yep. like, it's like, oh, my God, like, you could listen to, to 50 songs. Like, that's, that's crazy. crazy, man. It's, like, today now, in your pocket, you have a device that makes it, you could listen to and find any song that you want that's at terrific. the, at the like, a, at a click of a, of a button. And, like, yep. you can freaking... Like when you do your homework and everything, you don't have to go to a library and take out actual books. You can yep. Google anything and everything that you want. That's life changing technology that like Amen. I feel like we to this day still don't fully comprehend as as human beings, like just how influential it is to our way of being. That's facts, man. And, and I look around at the amount of technology that we've seen just in the last 15 years. I mean, 
as I mean, I spoke about dial up earlier. It's like, again, who would have knew that I can jump on my computer now with a snap of a finger? Like I can literally have access to anything and which is cool. Like, that's good. Like, I, I think that again, when you start to take out the human element and like the real passion, like the spirit of things, that's when we start to, to muddy the waters a little bit, you know, cause I would love to be able to coexist in a natural world with all this technology in a way that again, we're not taking things for granted every single day. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, cause one of the things that, and we'll get into um, uh, like my brother and like the, the journey that we've had too. But um, when I first started going to comic conventions with him, we would speak to people and we had to basically rewire our mindset. The, the best way to sell something is to not sell it at all, is to really just have a genuine connection with someone, even for a moment, understanding that the moment that you have with a person, we can't get that back. You know, and, and understand, like, it's very hard to, again, rewire yourself to be like, you know what, I'm going to appreciate every single moment, every single day. Like, that's a little bit difficult sometimes, you know, saying I'm not saying that, you know, we're all perfect and we're going to change everything we do. But if we have 100 moments a day and we can focus on one and then two and then compound it over time, you know, I believe we start to appreciate the arts again. We start to appreciate everything we do have, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's so interesting, like, when you think about us as a species, right? Because it's like, the thing that makes us special is also the thing that that we have to work on, right? Yeah. Like, like the, the difference between a human being and, like, a dog or, like, a cat, a dog only knows right now. Yeah. A dog is never going to be thinking, what am I going to be doing tomorrow? That's yep. never going to happen in a dog's brain. We're able to conceptualize, to perceive, to envision things that don't actually exist. And that's why we are, you know, at the top of the food chain because Amen. of the thing, like our ability to, you know, think up things that don't actually exist. That's, there's no other species to our knowledge, at least, yep. <laughs> that is able to do that. So that's like, right. I, I think that is definitely a, one of those things where it's, you need to balance it a bit and just really try and live for the moment uh, whenever you can. And I think that with all the distractions, all the things that we have, it's probably harder now than, than ever before, you know? Bro, it's so hard, man, when it comes to focusing, you know, it's like, cause if you're running a business and like, and you know what it's like with the podcast, it's like, if you just look at your brand, you know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, I got to set up the podcast and I got to get the music and then I got to, you know, market it. And then I got to have the artwork. And then it's just like, and everything, you know, you want it to flow together and then you want to progress too. Right. You don't just want to stay stagnant forever. So it's like focusing on one thing at a time, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In, in my own business, like I really just say that for myself as well. Like, man, what do I do now? Right now? You know, because there's always a million different things we could be doing, right? Right. No, yeah. And, you know, in your opinion, from from a standpoint of, of being an artist, like, what what does it take to to be a good artist, like, to, to really excel? Sure, man. I, I believe that, first of all, you have to know yourself. Like, that's above all. Because 
let's say I grew up in an area where everyone was listening to country music, but I wasn't really into country music. Like I need to have the courage to say, you know what? I actually like Enya a lot. You know, I want to make music that's more ethereal sounding or, you know, you know, more melancholic, whatever it is, knowing that first and then consistency in everything. You know what I'm saying? It's just like any way that I've been able to grow is to consistently be aware and understanding that, okay, branding is cool. Marketing is cool. All that stuff is cool. But how do I really connect with people in a real way? Because regardless of what industry we're in, fitness, music, art, marketing, manufacturing, whatever it is, you are in the service business. Don't forget that. This is, it's service driven. So when we focus on the service of it, actually serving, not just serving ourselves, but serving the culture, the community, that's when you really start to, to break through okay to good to great. And in, in, in my opinion, anyway. No, yeah, yeah, I, I'm totally with you. And you know, one thing I was thinking about when when you're when you're speaking about this is just, you know, the the moments where I've I've heard someone sing and like the the deep feeling that that it gave me at times. And you know, at like going back to I guess you know we were talking about like money and like you know putting like a a cap to like kind of see who's really in it. It's interesting when I think about you know people. Uh, from like church who I hear sing at times and like the the main woman like the director of the church like there are times where she has sang and like I just <laughs> just tears yep and it's like I like uncontrollable tears and I'm just like why am I you know crying right now and it's yep. like there's just this like sometimes like when someone is just really really about the music where like you you can like almost feel it yep yeah, man. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't want to cut you off. Oh, no. I was just going to say, like, it's incredible. And, like, you know, that's like someone, like, so for instance, at the church, like, she's like a, a full time employee, but she's not making a lot of money doing this. So, yep. like, you know, that, that just, you know, to, to our point earlier, really just highlights that she's really in it for the music. Bro, and we need to see more of that, you know? And, and I would, um, and I'll bring it back to, to one of my original points about the difference between people who make like 30,000 as a teacher and then millions at, you know, in the music industry, for instance, it's like, why exactly are we, and really this is just like a piggyback off of your point. Like, why is it that I can have someone who will again, mold the minds of the future only making a certain amount and then an entertainer, a basketball player, a musician, whatever, making so much money. It's because of what you just said. It, it's because it invokes a specific emotion. It's a feeling. And that's something that's hard to duplicate. Like when you really connect with someone like on a relatable level, that's how the Beatles can, you know, do have 19 number ones. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why you can have someone like Eminem who does a song like Stan. It's like there were people who really had that type of passion for him as an artist. 
And it's because of the stories he told us because the emotions and the connection that they had. So like, I believe we're missing that a little bit, but I, I personally, I believe that that's why people are able to make so much money as an entertainer. And then other people make so much less in different areas of expertise. Right. I also think like, you know, I, I agree, but I also think that it's, um, it goes back to just what we value and how we monetize of course. things. And, you know, anything that, that generally is, you know, more so in correspondence to, you know, social work, you know, and engagements of people in that fashion that is less quantitative and more qualitative. Yeah. We, we generally uh, don't prioritize that as much as, you know, something that's going to, you know, be re- we're going to reap the rewards for it right now versus that, that's a good point on. that's a that's a great point actually man that that makes sense though too yeah like being able to just like you said like get it right now i can listen to the music right now i can add it to my library or whatever the case may be but yeah it's a good point man yeah because you know molding the future that's great for the future what about right now <laughs> what about right now yeah yeah amen <laughs> to that man i want my fucking latte yeah hey, uh. <laughs> <laughs> like right now right now yeah put on that hot new song right now yeah yeah that makes yeah. sense man i like that yeah but you know i i think that you know when it comes to art when it comes to music like like we were saying earlier i think that we definitely uh, take it for granted. I personally, I miss going to theaters, love going to theaters, Yeah, whether it's, you know, Broadway play, Shakespeare in the park. And there, there's just something where I, I think that, that like art, the arts is something that, you know, makes a species that was, that was already incredible, even more special. Cause it's like, if, if like I were an alien, I were to look at a human being, I'd be very confused because <laughs> yeah. you, you'd see this, this creature that, it has all this potential, has all the, the you know, things at their disposal to do either something, you know, tremendous and beautiful, something evil, yep. they could do nothing at all. And then, like, if you were to examine the things that we do, you'd probably be even more confused because you'd be like, wow, this is a species that's so separated, like, you know, tr- so tribal, has, like, come this close to, to killing each other, like, so many so many times. Yeah. But yet, is a- but the- but yet they're able to build... Like, like make beautiful music that like just will crush your soul and make you like have all sorts of feelings and all sorts of things. It's like, it just shows like how we're, we're, we're like, we have the potential to do such great, but then we also have the potential to do, you know, quite terrible things. And it's a right. constant, you know, decision that, that you have to consciously make as far as, you know, which route you want to go. That's a great point, man. And hey, man, when it comes to music, I mean, obviously, when we touched on a little bit earlier, being able to make that specific decision is who you are and what you want to be. You know, it's like, are we going to be that atypical artist or are we going to be someone who actually explores himself first? You know, but I, I like that analogy you made about like, again, if someone were to take a 10,000 foot view or a million thousand foot view at a, at a human being, it would be a little bit odd to interpret our actions and, you know, our, our overall contribution sometimes, you know? Yeah, that's crazy. And, you know, w- like when you think of just all the, the things that, that have um, been incorporated 
into music, like from a technological standpoint, as far as what we can do, you know, do, do you look at that more so as a negative or, or a positive? Um, I look at it as a double-edged sword, honestly. It, it's, and I guess it, you know, depending on what era you come up in, you're going to look at it a little bit different. But personally, I believe that at this moment, it's more on the spectrum of negative than positive. Because when you have someone who has worked their entire life as a musician, let's say like they've put blood, sweat and tears into it, learn music theory, understanding arrangement and, you know, different things associated with music, because there's like keys in music that invoke certain emotion or that have a specific sound. So when you learn that, you can consider yourself more of a purist, but then there's other people who only use loops, for instance, who are making millions of dollars and who are really touching more people with the music because of technology. So it's like, so should I learn music or should I learn technology? Because they're not the same thing. So, you know, when it comes to to music, unfortunately, I believe we've seen the negative a lot like it was something like we had to go there because when you when you have something like technology that's introduced into the system it's almost like we have to let it go through the system and we have to see how it'll really work for us in the long run so being able to have a happy medium because i think a lot of people are figuring that out now like okay if you're an older artist if you're someone who's like 50 years old who never had access to any of these tools now you're learning how to incorporate it into your system so you can still make contemporary music. You can maybe make sure that your workflow and everything that goes along with your compositions are faster because that's what technology helps. It helps everything go a lot faster. All right. But it, the quality still stays the same in, in a lot of aspects. I mean, the sound is different, but I mean, it's, it's tough sometimes depending on how you talk to to answer that question accurately. No, yeah. And I think, you know, like one of the things that's really cool about, you know, the technology and the internet that we have right now is that like, you know, for instance, during this pandemic, like actually right before the pandemic, I decided I wanted to learn how to play the guitar. Nice. And, you know, I was like going in person for lessons, but then like COVID happened. But like, because we have the internet and everything, I was able to do my lessons virtually, you know, every week with, with my instructor. And like, there's just, and, and, you know, guitar sales um, were like through the roof. Like when the <laughs> pandemic started, they're like, that, that makes damn. sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but like, it, there's, it was just a n- nice thing to do to just be able to, you know, have an instrument, like absorb the information from the person teaching me as far as the notes go and like, you know, different, you know, uh, styles and how to like maneuver. And like the feeling that you get when they're, when you're playing music and when you feel that vibration, it's, there's just nothing like it. It's, 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 it's incredible. And I think, you know, take like technology, that's like one of the positives, I think, you know, and, and like you're saying, allowing people to uh, really accelerate, like how fast they can, you know, do the things they need to, to create music, which is great. Uh, as long as, you know, the, the level of integrity uh, as far as when the music is being produced in that fashion, is still at a high level. I think that that that's it's a, it's a positive. 
100%, man. And that's what I would always urge people to, to do is to explore. And that's what the technology has helped us do. You know, all of the, the content that we've seen come out of the pandemic has been crazy. It's been amazing. You know what I'm saying? Like, and because didn't you start the podcast like during the time as well? Yeah, yeah, I did. There you go, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and <laughs> you got a great podcast, man. Like, I've, I've listened to some of your episodes. Um, the one with um, your boy who you used to work with. Um, uh, the food episode, I really liked that. The one that you did oh, with Aaron. You. That one was dope too. You know what I'm saying? So just like when you get something, when you get positive out of the negative, we're starting to see that and technology helps with that. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, when it comes to human beings, I think while there's potential for, for, you know, everyone to, to do terrible things, I think that the majority of people are decent. I think that the majority of people, like when they, they are given, you know, access to something as powerful as the internet, will do more positive than negative. Will there be some negative? Absolutely. But I think that the positive outweighs it. I agree 100%, man. 100%. And, you know, going back on the topic of like, you know, music and, and like the, the, the feels that it can give you, yeah. like, isn't it amazing how like when you're under the influence of something, <laughs> it's like, time, like depending on what you're on, like I, yeah. I've like been on shrooms listening to music or like, <laughs> yeah. uh, like acid, that shit is, int- it's like you can literally, I feel like you could literally feel the music. That's crazy, man. Yeah, I mean, I've I've never I've only experienced uh, music while smoking weed or drinking alcohol. But, um, you know, I imagine, you know, there's, uh, you know, there's like a science based answer to that, obviously. But you're right, man. I mean, I've always said that, you know, like marijuana, for instance, is a gateway between the conscious and subconscious mind. So when you're able to tap into a lot of the things that you don't really you know see on a regular basis or at least you can't consciously comprehend and then you have music that goes along with that you know obviously there's there's just like you said vibrations like all that has all that's a part like it it parts it plays a part in all of that you know yeah and it went when you do it on psychedelics yeah it's like like the whole consciousness and everything that you're saying it's like times that by like a thousand, especially nice. like if you're like looking up into the sky, you're on acid and like you just have music blasting. It's like the clouds are dancing. You can like like it's it's just okay. remarkable. It's it's remarkable. And I think that the thing is, you know, um, psychedelic drugs, like we know, first and foremost, there's been studies that show uh, if like you if you suffer from depression and things like that, microdosing on some like shrooms is yeah. actually very positive. Nice. Uh, and like, there's just a, a certain feeling that you get like uh, on psychedelics that I think really kind of highlights the potential that we have when we are able to really uh, relinquish our ego and just you know be all in on 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 our humanity and just you know living for the in in the present. Yeah. And like when like you're on that drug when you're listening to, to this music, depending on you know, the quality and like what the artist is trying to, you know, really convey you like if, if it's a good artist and if it's good music, you will feel every bit of whatever it is that they're trying to, you know, portray. And it's, it's incredible. 
Yeah, man. I mean, I I definitely would love to experience that. <laughs> it's honestly wild. <laughs> yeah, it is, it's wild. Um, like, what would you say was has like has been the the most intense musical experience you've ever had? Oh wow. Um, I believe it was probably when I started to get to a point when I was, when I was able to fully express myself. Cause when you, like when I first started making music, it was because I knew I loved it, but like jazz, right. You know, you, you learn, you study all this other stuff, then you forget it. But then when it's a, when you're able to just flow and it comes out naturally, that's when, you know, I, I, I'm able to actually sit back and listen to some of my music, like, Oh shit. Like this is like, I actually made that, you know, it's almost like it's, it's hard to believe sometimes, you know what I'm saying? But um, I think that's been the, the most powerful thing for me is just experiencing like really, as you said, like, taking my ego off the table, pride, all that, and just being in the moment with the music, like, yo, this is, this is amazing right now. Like, and, I, and that's what really fuels me to make more music so I can have more experiences with that and help people have the same experience. That's pretty cool. And it, it must be an amazing uh, feeling also, like if someone's like really into, you know, what you just created and yeah. like, like that they're, it's like a gift almost that you're giving them. That's exactly what it is, man. I mean, it's, as I talked about, you know, serving people, you know what I'm saying? Like that was, that's really something that I had to adopt or at least just become aware of. And that's really all like, that's what we're doing, man. Like this is our gifting, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, like I'm able to make music, you know, people are able to draw or people are able to, you know, uh, you know, I would, like whatever Mother Teresa difference or what Martin Luther King did, like those, they had a specific gifting and they explored that gifting, you know? No, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like the beauty of, of music and like we were kind of like alluding to this earlier and like, you know, the, the, the power, you know, like when you see someone who's just so influential on like a national or even an international scale, yeah. like the level, like, I don't think that, you know, it, cause like I, I, I could, I have a, an inkling, but like, it's just hard to fathom how someone deals with that. Like, yep. I, I think that, you know, a lot of times we look at that and we go, Ooh, like, you know, that I'm jealous of that person. Like, you know, like they're, they're the luckiest person on the face of the earth. And I'm like, I don't think so. Mm, yeah. Like, I, yeah. Like I think that, you know, <laughs> we, it's hard to, to like really conceive how there are some people who have become so big that they're no longer just a person, you know? Yep. And, and, and like, that that's like, I guess like, you know, depending on who you, like your, your mindset on that, maybe you like that, but I think that most people it's like, it sounds good, but then right. it's like you, it, it's almost as if you no longer are you, you're, you're bigger than you to everyone. And you're still a human. So like yep. there are things, you know what I mean? Like, so it's like the expectations and just, the, the way in which we look at certain celebrities, like, yeah, it, it sounds kind of anxiety. 
Bro, I mean, and, and that's you bring up a great point, because if you look at an artist like Beyonce, for instance, she was basically bred to be who she is, you know, by her her parents. And but when you start so young, like development almost slows down on a human level. But so, I mean, they were real dope as, you know, dancers, singers, all this other stuff. But you can see now since Beyonce has got to a specific point, she's taking a more human approach to certain things. You know what I'm saying? The the way she talks in her interviews, you know, the, the stuff that she's doing, like actually contributing to stuff like that. So even like Justin Bieber, for instance, like I couldn't imagine being like, just thinking about my 15 year old self, the amount of development I needed just as a civilian, just as a human being to get where I'm at right now. But then I have people wanting to kill me, you know, like talking down on me, all this other shit. And it's just like, bro, I'm just trying to make music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just trying to live my life. Right. So yeah. Like, I mean, I think anxiety, like is the tip, tip of the iceberg, the tip of the tip of the iceberg, you know, but yeah, like I said, you bring up a great point, man. Cause like, and actually ASAP Rocky, he, he talked about this too, is like, cause some, someone I believe asked him, like, do you believe that this music has changed you or the money changed you? He's like, not really, because I know who I am. You know what I'm saying? He, and he, and he didn't come in the game when he was like, 19 years old I think he was like in his mid-20s or whatever so that's why I was just like he had time to develop as a human being you know there's something to say about that you know when you can develop and then be who you are in every situation you know yeah it's a lot it's 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 a lot and I think just in general like artists whether you you say comics or like musicians like like it's not a surprise. Like it shouldn't be a surprise that there are so many people who, you know, end up with drug habits and all these yep. other things. Cause it's, it's just a lot. It's like you, you have your own stuff. You have like, you know, things that you're going through personally, but then like people are putting you on this, this ridiculous pedestal where you're, you're not a, like you're, you have to be perfect. And yep. it's like, nobody is perfect. And not and, one person here. And in the world, like in the world of the internet, I just feel like that just, you know, magnifies it even more. Because it's like if you were a celebrity, you know, pre-internet, it's like there are still people on your ass, but like at least you could just like put a stop to it at a certain point in the day yep. when you go home. Now it's just all day, every day, 24-7, 365. You can't That's get right. around it. That's right, man. Yeah, you had to turn off your phone, turn off your TV. Like turn off everything, you know, just to turn off your mind. But yeah, I mean, man, that shit is just crazy. Like I, I, I sometimes think about that too. I'm just like, man, what I is that what is this what I really want? Like, do I really want to be like this international artist and all this other stuff? And at this point in my life, I definitely do because again, I've had time to develop. Like, if there was no development time. Like I would, I would, I would want to take more time to just figure out who the fuck I am first, you know? Oh yeah. It's tough. It's tough. But I, I do want to get into your, um, into the comic books and, yes. and hear about that. Cause, uh, I'm really curious uh, before we get into that though. Yes. It's, it's so funny. I, I swear to God, every single time I've ever interviewed somebody, like there's ends up being something that happens a couple hours or a day before, like we discuss something that's yeah. it's hilarious. 
But one of my friends was telling me about this show on Amazon called In- Invincible. Have you ever heard of it? Of course, man. That shit is dope. <laughs> I-, I watched the first episode. Holy shit. Great. That was like a real. This is like based off a real comic book. That's correct. Yeah, it is. That is insane. Yep. Yeah. I mean, being it's interesting too because I don't know how much you know about comics, and like, and this is like more like my brother's department. But like originally, there was a comic code, or a long time ago, there was a comic code. So like, you didn't see people like Superman. Like they wouldn't kill anybody. You know what I mean? In, in a comic book. So personally. I, you know, it's cool to see a character like Superman and Omni Man, like just murdering motherfuckers, man. Dude, when the their version of the Flash was like bam, 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 punching him, yeah, freaking, I'm like, damn, that shit was intense, bro. Yeah, and the swearing too, like when you put in, like, cause, cause those are like, that's like real shit. Like, that's how people mm-hmm. really talk. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's a lot of the thoughts that people really have. And it's it's an interesting twist. Like, even though there's a lot of similar characters in the Invincible universe, you know, Batman, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, all these characters, they put a dope spin on that. And I really, yeah. I really enjoyed it. I got through the entire thing, man. I, you're going to really enjoy that shit. Yeah, I'm excited. And apparently they, they gave the green light for the next two seasons. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm excited about that shit, bro. Dude, it was so good. But yeah, your 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 comic book. Yes, of course, man. So um the comic book that my brother and I are working on, it's called Joystick Angels. Um it's actually yeah, YA, which is young adult. It's a, a space opera. So when you think about a space opera, like think about Star Trek, think about Star Wars. And um it's actually about five young kids who are fighter pilots essentially and they've actually been tasked to defend the Libor space station and essentially the Libor space station is the last surviving human colony all right so the people that they're or not really people but the the organism that um the Libor space station is fighting in the comic book is actually called the Eukarya and they're a parasitic empire. So basically they're a world eater. They're a universe eater. So earth is destroyed. And then now they live on the space station. It's 2000 years in the future. And we're basically following these five pilots, these kids who are just going through it, man. You know what I'm saying? Personal stuff. And then they're also dealing with, you know, having this great responsibility. Wow. And what what influenced this? Um, ultimately, it was just telling a unique story because personally, I mean, I like stuff like Star Trek and Star Wars. And like our father was really into Star Trek when we were kids. So we grew up with that type of stuff. And, and when my brother and I were putting the, the story together, it was like, we don't really see black people or people who look like us in this specific storyline you know there was like lando calrissian and shit like that like coolest dude in the motherfucking universe but like (laughs) how many other black people were there you know i mean so actually seeing all different types of races but like that's what the libor space station is it's like everyone from all over the the earth is in this one place so it really becomes this like you know like in new york for instance it's like it's this melting pot 
You know what I'm saying? So it's, you don't really see, um, you don't necessarily see, like we don't touch on race or anything like that. Again, we're just telling story about people who look like us. Yeah, that's dope. And that makes me think of like, you know, Black Panther and when that came out and how impactful it was. Like the energy that came through, like when that movie came out, like I'll never forget it. Like at my job, like I, I, I saw Black Panther when it came out Probably three or four times. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and like, it, it was just, it was pretty dope. Like at my job, because it came out Black History Month, I think. Yep. And we like, you know, at my job, like they would do like Black History Month stuff. And they were like, uh, the, um, like the Black department or whatever, like Black like cultural department. Like yeah. they, they were like, you know, we're going to get some tickets uh, to Black. And this is so, so funny. It was just so funny because, like, the, the culture clubs, like, they do everything for, like, every single, you know, group's month and stuff. Yeah. And I feel like normally everyone's just like, yeah, like, when they, <laughs> but then when Black Panther came out. We going. <laughs> everyone, like, it was insane. They, they, we probably had, like, three or four theaters packed, like, hundreds of people in each one from the, the, the job watching Black Panther. That's dope. And, and, like, when I think about, like, that or, like, you know, what, what you're doing with your comic, it's, like, you know, it's it's beautiful to, like, see that we've gotten to a point where, you know, you could take something that's, like, you know, very influential to a particular culture and, you know, make it so that it's, you know, mainstream and, you know, people from all walks of life can can enjoy, enjoy it together, you know, and, and just look that's at right. it not through the lens of race, but through the lens of just art. Yeah, man. And, and that's that's one of the the... The, the paramount things that were, or really the foundational things that we're trying to do here is we're just trying to tell a good story. You know what I'm saying? Like if I just, you know, put my blinders on for a second and I just like, let's say someone read the story to me, I would like it regardless of who was involved, the characters who were involved. It's just a great story. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, being a music person too, like, I was able to do a soundtrack for the that to, to actually accompany the comic book. You know, what I mean, that's another unique piece of it as well. So, yeah, man, being able to tell a great story and make some fire music, too. It's like I'm in heaven, bro. Well, yeah. At the end of the day, that, that's what life is all about. Right. It's it's really about stories. Everything yeah. is a story, uh, whether you realize it or not. And, you know, that that's just how how we communicate that's how we like for the most part as as a species we transfer information primarily through story like even with music like there were there's a story that's being told and like even if like you go back to like slavery like didn't they like have songs that they would sing that were like codes and things like that you know like it's it's just it's another form of communication whether we we like look at it through that lens or not that's correct. Yeah, man. And and being able to and I'm glad, like, obviously, we talked about technology, but like being able to capture something that people will be listening to and be reading, you know, 10, 20 years from now, it's going to be very relevant. And it's going to be something that is progressive in any age. You know what I'm saying? Because Obviously, when you think about someone like Elon Musk, it's like, man, every time we hear about this dude, there's another rocket. They're talking about (laughs) space colonies and all this other stuff. And I'm just like, okay, that's dope. That's great. You know what I'm saying? Like, if that's where we're at, 
let's have the conversation. But we, I believe we need to have, as you said, those stories to go along with it. You know what I'm saying? And that's why Star Wars did so well. That's why Star Trek is like still going, you know what I'm saying? However many different iterations they have. So it's like, it's crazy, bro, but it's very relevant. No, absolutely. You know, and I think, you know, when, when you look at all of those, you know, they, they're so influential just due to the, the amazing storytelling, the, the fact that, you know, anyone can, can, you know, consume or, you know, just take in any of that and see themselves in it in some way, shape or form, or just like relate to it. And I think that's like, that's the key, right? Like being able to really uh, engage your audience and, and have them see themselves in you. It's all about relatability, man. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's one of the main issues I have with music in general. It's like, bro, I can't relate to what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, because if you look at Drake, for instance, like I've never really gotten into his music personally. Like I just, like sonically, there's some decent stuff, but like, and some of the songs that he writes are cool, but I've just never really been able to relate to his music. I haven't been able to feel it, you know? And it's the same conversation that like Charlemagne the God would have about Eminem. He doesn't rock with it. He doesn't put him in his top 10 or top 50 or whatever, because he, he can't relate to it, but he puts Jeezy up there. You know what I'm saying? He puts DMX up there, these people, because of the relatability factor. So you you hit the nail on the head with that one, man. And you know, I think this is a perfect segue to to talk about you know local artists and yep. your, your your POV on that. Yeah, hey man, um, I just I went to an open mic yesterday. I got a chance to perform in, in my area, and there's so much fucking talent <laughs> out there, right? And people who are focusing on the energy of the music, the energy of the connection. You know what I'm saying? Because like when I first started going to like open mics or like performances and stuff like that, it was actually for a competition. So a lot of like I don't really value that energy as much as I do as someone or, or as an event like an open mic, because usually when you go to an open mic, people are just like, whatever you do, bro, I'm trying to hear it. You know what I mean? Because, there, man, this dude showed up with an, uh, uh, an alto saxophone. You know what I'm saying? And there was, there was this dude doing poetry and shit like that. And I'm just like, yes, I want to hear that shit. You know what I'm saying? So for, for me, it's like focusing on the purity of the music. You're going you're gonna to hear that more with local artists. You know what I'm saying? We need to encourage that. We need to really support that. And whatever... How, however we can do that you know what i'm saying we need to actually just do more of it no yeah absolutely i think that local like local art is huge and you know like being someone from new york i think that i and other people have definitely taken for granted the level of talent and the the exposure that at at any moment i i i can encounter especially in at any time especially manhattan you could like yeah. Just be sitting down at like Union Square, eating your sandwich, and you'll have some just random woman just belting, just singing her ass off, you know, and like, you know, depending on, you know, who she is and what she's going through, you could feel what she's putting out there. And, you know, it's, it's, it's incredible. And I think that it's something where, you know, 
we we're so like you know like we we're saying like there's so much that is just thrown at us all the time that desensitizes us but it's like this is someone who's like who could be like singing about like you know their pain and like yep. their experience and really giving you their essence and that's something right. that shouldn't be taken for granted or you know just like well like you know uh just like ignored yeah it's it's incredible you know even on the train sometimes you bro encounter people <laughs> yo man i so i actually went to school in new york like 10 years ago but i used to have to take the train all the time and then the, the shit that i would see like coming from michigan like there is nothing like that at all like there's definitely the arts but it's more in a traditional setting you know like you go to the theater or you go to a concert but when you just like you said when you can randomly just like pull up anywhere and just be like yo that's like some of the best shit i've heard ever and speaking about um like street performers and shit like that i don't know and maybe you can clarify this too i don't know if you know any more about this but the street performers that you see like in the subway for instance is there some type of association that they're a part of or something like that because i know they have to like submit music like you can't just like randomly pull out your guitar and start playing in in the subway do you know anything about that so it it varies uh but you know like depending on the situation it could be that you know they're just hopping on the train playing music and got you it's just them like that that's the thing but then Sometimes, like especially like in like Times Square or something, yeah, like, those are people who are a bit um, more like involved in the arts and like sure. part of an organization of some sort, uh, and are you know like cause I think you have to like get like a permit or something. That's like, what I thought. Yeah, yeah but like, okay. yeah, it, it, it depends though, because like it could be a, like one of those situations where they did just prop up and just do their do their thing and no they don't give a fuck. It's New York <laughs> City, so that's kinda, right. <laughs> you don't get everything yeah yeah absolutely okay now that makes sense though man i just because i wasn't sure because i had heard that briefly like oh okay like man yo this guitar play because sometimes there's like a full band i'm like oh okay you know but then i then someone had like just through passing told me that and i'm like that would make sense like why would we just want like some random people just like pulling up you know just like doing covers and stuff like that and that's cool but there's a lot of other stuff there that's usually a little bit, you know, just more refined. Right. And, you know, like I, I remember a couple of weeks ago, one of the parks over here, like me and my friends were just like walking around throwing the Frisbee. And like, we start hearing this beat on this, like, you know, like African drum. And like, we go over to like, you know, check it out. And it's like these ladies, like who are just dancing to, to the beat in unison. Yeah. And like, I want to say like six, seven people just beating the drum all like on point. Yeah. And like, they're just keep going. Like I'm talking like That's we're right. standing there for like 20 minutes or so. And they were just not stopping. And right. like, it was, it was like, you know, mostly, mostly a bunch of black people, but then there was like this one, one white lady and like this one white guy who were just like these hipsters and they're yeah. banging the dr- and they were they were hitting the notes they were nice. they, they were getting it they were getting Bobby, it I'm like, yeah. I'm like okay Chad okay <laughs> I were okay Karen uh, I see you yeah I see you Karen uh, <laughs> but dope, like man. it was incredible like that that like that energy you could just feel it and it was like it was just beautiful it was a nice day 
you see like, you know, little kids running around and like people watching. And it's just, it's like one of those things where, you know, I like it, I'm probably gonna sound like a hippie, but you know, music, you know, it's something that can, you know, if you're, if you have the blues where, you know, it's like just this like sadness and like you're, you're, you're pouring out like, you know, just all the pain and the anger, but then, you know, there's happy and there's, you know, like all the, these ranges of, of emotions. And I just think when, when I think of, you know, just the, the amount of, you know, love and, you know, good feels and good vibes that, you know, art in general can just, you know, wash onto someone. Like it, it, it just makes you, you think of just the potential of us all being able to be one and, just be like peace and love and, and all that hippie <laughs> shit. But yeah, you know, it, it, then in a moment we realize who we are again. <laughs> yeah. We're still human, bro. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's a great point, man. And I mean, you said it earlier too, like that's the essence, you know what I'm saying? Like having music be communal again, you know what I'm saying? Having that relatability. It's like you said, butterflies in the air, kids running around, just and people doing whatever to like add some food in there you know what i'm saying like that yeah. I think that's i think that's why like there'll, there'll there will never be an energy and a vibe like a good cookout you know what i'm saying oh like, my god that like you can like you got drinks you got you know drugs you know what I'm saying you got music <laughs> you got food you got family and friends you know what i'm saying it's like the beautiful weather it's like Bro, you can't bottle that shit, man. I know Yankee Candle be trying to bottle that shit. You can't do that shit. You can't bottle that, you know what I mean? So that's really one of the essence of music is just like, man, that feeling that that it's just hard to describe, right? Yeah, it's 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 transcendent. Yeah. And you know, I remember I was watching uh the the news of my girlfriend's parents. I don't watch the news, so fuck <laughs> that shit. They love watching it. But they had this one seg- segment that I, um, I, I, I really enjoyed where they were kind of just like um, doing an expose talking about how, like, you know, how the pandemic has impacted the arts in, in New York yeah. and how there's like a few programs right now to kind of help struggling artists who, you know, and like they, they showed a few of the artists who, you know, were being toured all around the world like to tap dance and all sorts of other things. And then yep. the pandemic, the pandemic hit and that pretty much just shut down everything. And, you know, now things are like starting to come, come back up. Like th- they showed that there's this one woman who's doing like a tour around the different boroughs, tap dancing uh, to, for free for people in the park. Yeah. And like, they were talking to like, you know, the people who were at the park and joining it. And like, everyone was like saying just how it made them feel normal again and everything. And then, they were um, talking about also like the theater and like, like an outside theater thing that like this one production company is doing um, through donations for nice. like for people in the public. Yeah. And they had like um, one of uh, like a really, really big Broadway guy uh, who I actually like, I don't know if you ever heard of him. He's did Nathan Lane. Never heard of and, him. No. Yeah. And he, he was like part of it. And like, they showed like a clip of him like doing like a monologue to a whole group of people. And like just seeing that that you know sense of normalcy and just I guess also personally you know kind of reflecting on my experiences going to a play and going 
and like just the feeling of being there. Like yeah. just watching that scene was emotional to me where I'm just like, this is, this is art. This is beautiful. This is something that, you know, has been an amazing experience whenever I've gotten the chance to, you know, see a play and, and yep. be in that environment. And it's just, it's just like, damn, like it's kind of crazy where we are now and where we were and how we took that for granted. Bro. Yo, man, one of the, <laughs> one of the main words <laughs> that I've heard throughout this pandemic is normal, right? Like, what is that even now? You know what I'm saying? So yeah. understanding that, you know, as humans being able to just, how do they say it was like make lemonade with lemons or whatever. Yeah. So see like hearing about the tap dancing lady, you know what I'm saying? It's like hearing about these dudes doing monologue, but guess what that is though. That's the foundation of fucking art. That's where that shit came from being in the park, setting your shit up and doing it for free. Okay. That's where hip hop came from. All right. That's what dance always was. All right. We talk about telling stories. So like, oh my gosh, we can't get paid for it. You know, like I can't make my my million every year. You know what I'm saying? It's just like during the pandemic, boo hoo. You know what I'm saying? Like I understand everyone's going through it, but like this is a great opportunity to tap into the essence of what the fuck you're doing. You know what I'm saying? And, and as you said, like evoking emotion, you know, like when you really felt that, it's just like would that would would you really have that connection or would someone actually perform it if there wasn't a pandemic if they weren't like you know what i'm gonna do what i haven't done in a long time you know because it's because here's the thing and i know you've heard this too where it's not about getting there it's about keeping it right so people like you're in a relationship right like you do all this shit to like you know, you meet their parents, you know what I mean? Like you, you pull out the bitch's chair, you know what I'm saying? You do all this <laughs> other shit and then you stop doing it once you get with the chick. Like keep it consistent and do whatever it takes to manage that relationship because that's all this is. Like my relationship with music, I don't want to let it down. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't want to let the people down. Like I don't want to be someone who... I want people to look back and be like, yeah, man, you know, Jay changed. Like whenever he came out with like in the beginning, I love his music from 2015. Like motherfucker, that shit ain't gonna happen with me, <laughs> you know? So yeah, that's paramount. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you don't, you don't stop watering your plant, right? <laughs> Come on, man. Perfect, perfect analogy, bro. <laughs> um, and I think that that's a great segue to the, the, the discussion of just preserving art and, and ensuring that, you know, we're, we're, we're not taking the, the arts for granted. Do you think that yeah. societally we don't put much, enough attention into the arts? 100%, man. And, I mean, if people could take anything away from this conversation is how important the arts are, you know, in, in, every, in any medium at all. So when it comes to the program, like, let's say it's just a band and orchestra program. Like we need to make sure the funding's, you know, possible. You know what I'm saying? I'm not involved in that space when it comes to like a school, for instance. But it seems like whenever there's an issue with, you know, fiscally in this country, that's like one of the first things that's cut out. 
is the arts, after school programs, shit like that. And it's just like, bro, these kids need this. You know what I mean? That's a part of their development. Like, especially like as I talked about in, in the beginning, like if there wasn't uh, a, an after school program, if there wasn't that band class, if that wasn't something that was required because band and or choir was required in my right. school. Right. So if I didn't have that, like, I don't, and, I don't and, even want to talk about that. <laughs> and, and do you think, cause like the one thing that, that, comes to mind is that a lot of times I feel like, especially in, you know, mainstream media, that there is that, that notion that like the, like the kids who are usually like in the art or like the film department and things like yeah. that are the, the, the outsiders that they're, they're a bit, you know, of the, the, the people who aren't necessarily as accepted within the, you know, the main group and everything. So do you think That's that correct. it's also, it's, it's a place for people who may not fit into the, the the realm of what we consider normal to to really flourish because yep. like, like i feel like when i think of like you know good artists most of them are weird yes 100 percent, man i mean andre 3000 is one of my favorite artists you know what i'm saying like he's just an interesting cat man <laughs> you know what i'm saying erica badu interesting woman common interesting dude you know what i'm saying like the people who are real geniuses they're just crazy a little bit you know kanye west i don't agree with all the stuff that he says or does but it's like you can't it's you can't undeniable undeniable he undeniable is genius um uh just he has a special mind 100 percent, man you know what i'm saying so like being able to first of all realize that about yourself but it's like why like I, I don't know i always said like why would i want to be normal you know what i'm saying like on a very rudimentary level you know because obviously we've talked about you know really connecting with the essence and stuff like that but there's a part of me that after i've done music for a while and i really listen to the stuff that i'm saying man I'm like i just want to say some fly shit and i want people to be like yo that shit was fly so it's like there's a that's just like the the human part of me coming on being like, yeah, I'm weird. And I like being weird because if we weren't, we wouldn't be able to make fly shit. Yeah. Like I, I just look at it through the lens of, OK, who do we who do we have? Uh, like what civilization really has influenced where we are today more than anyone else? I'd say right. the, the Greeks. OK. And when you look at the Greeks. You know, like we have democracy, which was a you know concept ideology that we got from them. Sure, the way in which you know our our branches function, all of these things, and like you look at like a a group like that and how dominant they were at the time where they you know were were the empire. Well, what was something that they prioritized? Like, what is something that we can see? There's so much of art. You see sculptures. You see all these other things. It's like. Of course, you know, they, they, you know, had a military, they had all these other things to protect themselves to ensure that they can grow and yada, yada, yada. But they also made sure that that art was something, that philosophy was something that they invested in. Because yep. a, a civil, like that's one of the things about human beings. And as we evolved, I think that we just, and we have to keep hold on to that because like through that evolution, through those times of, of us flourishing, arts was always something that was very like was coveted. And I think that we should just maintain like the knowledge that of how important it is and make sure yeah. that it's something that's preserved and maintained because 
you you don't want to like lose out on all the beautiful the beautiful art that we can have uh throughout these times uh just like and what a shame if it's just because of something that doesn't even exist money that you, <laughs> you don't that you don't put in the time like that's facts everybody Bro, that's that's an ultimate point right there, man. Being able to connect in a real way and just as we talked about before, not taking that for granted, man. I mean, if if I'm someone who really loves what I do, like I just I have to keep that type of stuff in mind. You know, it's like the arts is something that has helped so many people speaking like really just speaking from a personal point of view like it really has it saved my life you know and when i can help somebody else with that too like i've done my job you know i've been a good conduit you know yeah and i i I don't know if you remember but glee remember when glee came out yeah that was the shit the first few years like (laughs) And and I feel like that was a really popular show because yeah. it was incredibly relatable, right? Like a yep. bunch of, you know, like reject kids in a in a chorus class. I remember I was in chorus at one point. Nice. And you know, like I can't sing for shit though. So. <laughs> uh but like, you know, they they were, you know, like there was like a gay kid, like a a, a black girl who was a bit on the heavy side and was insecure and it's like they were able to like that was their safe haven this was a place where they were able to be completely and utterly who they are and to you know put that into the the music that they express and i feel like that's something that is relatable to people and that you know is a a nice story that makes you feel good and i think that we need to you know not take that for granted and just really make sure that you know, the arts is something that we invest in. Man, we need to put way more investment in arts, man. You know what I'm saying? I need to personally learn more about that and, and just do whatever I can do, you know what I'm saying? As my platform starts to get bigger, like I, I want to be able to really figure that out, you know what I'm saying? But in the meantime, I think like doing, just coming out with great, like just yeah, telling great stories, coming out with great music, having a quality product, and just encouraging people to do the same thing. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's important. Yeah, and I, I would say, like, anyone who's listening, you know, wherever you are, maybe look up some local artists. Like, look up, like, your area and see if there's, you know, people performing in in your 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 area that you might be interested in and yep. just help support them. And, you know, like, this isn't just necessarily someone singing or playing music. You need to be, like, a comedian. It could be like, you know, supporting, you know, just local art in your area in general. Like maybe they do local plays outside or something, but like really just taking advantage of it too. Cause right. Like it's, it's it's, like we were saying, like in the city, there's just so many talented people. And I think that we're just so desensitized that at times we, we don't even, you know, acknowledge the beauty that we have in front of us. But um, I, I want to also ask you from the standpoint of, artist yeah. who sticks out to you that that like you, you're just like man this person is just embodies the the, the beauty of art like maybe, and if you have like maybe a, a famous person and then not like a, a someone who's not as well known. yeah of course man so um you know jay cole just dropped his album i think it was yesterday or friday i believe and 
I believe him specifically, like he's just, he's focusing on the right things. You know, he understands that, you know, telling stories and having actual talent is a good thing. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) It's actually a good thing. And then, but understanding his demographic and the actual industry he's in, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't need chains you don't need cars and all that other shit but he can also talk about that shit like i just i believe the best artists are able to be more reserved but they can also stunt whenever they need to like that's a very important thing to again just be aware of the industry that you're in and then um one of the the the, i'm trying to think of a specific artist that I really like, who's not so popular. Um, shit, man. There's a lot of people who I've worked with. Um, I'm actually going to say, um, a person who I've worked with, um, miles is, is her name. And, um, one of the reasons why is because miles is actually transgender, but, um, And I didn't know this when I originally worked with her, but as I started to to get to know Miles, it was just like, okay, you have artists who are very outward about certain things, but it just seems like in this day and age, there's taboo stuff. And it's just like, okay, you almost have to say that you're one thing for it to be impactful instead of just being that, you know what I'm saying? Like if you're transgender, Okay, you don't have to scream it from the rooftops, just make a you know a great product. You know what I'm saying? And that was never something that Miles led with when we started working together. You know what I'm saying? Super talented, like writes writes great music, all this other shit, and kind of unknown at the moment. You know what I'm saying? So like I'll definitely put Miles up there at the moment. Yeah. And yeah, I think, you know, it sounds like this is someone who basically, I guess you could say, is it really um, like diving into like identity politics and really, I nah. guess, you know, make, making that the main focal point of who they are. They're like, no, I'll, I'll let my work speak for itself. And exactly what yeah. it is. Yeah. And I, I think that that's, that, that shows like, that's the difference between someone being gimmicky or not. Right. Yep. You know, like, and gimmicky people, I don't think are, you know, but that's not, real yeah not not even a little bit man i mean there's there's this this it's basically like a label for people but it's called industry plants have you ever heard about that no so an industry plan is essentially i mean you kind of talked about it earlier where someone is basically just like a caricature of something that's popular So let's say you have, I mean, we really Lil Pump, for instance, he's more of an industry plant. So you have this young kid who has weird hair, who will really much, who who is pretty much, um, is just an anomaly when it comes to the stuff that he said, like one, one minute he's saying, fuck Trump. The next moment he's supporting him. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, he's, it almost seems like he's carefree. He doesn't really have a stance on anything. And his music is complete and utter garbage. You know what I'm saying? So, but it works, but it works because it's not about the over, it's not really about the message. It's about the beat. Like he gets good beats 
And then the overall vibe, like it just, it just like, and I, and I get that a lot when I go to an open mic, for instance, or a performance, or even if it's a showcase, it's like, people always would be like, yo, Jay, you're super dope, but they're not like jumping up and down and dancing to my music. The person who's not saying shit, but has a real dope beat they're jumping up and down to that shit because, you know, oh, that was a vibe. That shit went crazy. That shit went up, all this other shit. But that's essentially what an industry plan is. They find someone who fits the look and they're able to just like mold them and then put them into place and then make money off of them. You know what I'm saying? So unfortunately we're seeing a lot of that. Yeah. And I guess that that's, that's where that's, that's where like you kind of see the wedge and you're able to tell who, is a like a true artist who's doing it because this is their truth and someone who's like you're saying a plant, like someone who essentially is, you know, a prop or yep. a major corporation. We're seeing lots of props, bro. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. Right. And I, I think that that just goes back to like the whole money, like the, the aspect of money and, you know, and I, I, I'd argue that this isn't necessarily even just for, for artists, but anyone it's like when you're doing something, you know, you, if you start doing it well, you, like at one point you're going to have to like make a decision, right? Where like yep. if, you're, if you're doing a good job and you, you're starting to get the attention of other people and they're like, Hey, you know, we want to give you a boatload of money and here are the things that we want to do. You're going to have to kind of look in the mirror and kind of, you know, figure out, is this something, like, am I willing to lower my standards to, you know, make a boatload of money? Yep. Look, man, Jay-Z said it the best. He said, truth be told, I want to be rhyming like common sense, but I did five mil. So I ain't been rhyming like common sense. So it's just like, when you think about someone like him who was aware of that, he was just like, you know what? I can compromise a little bit to reach more people and to make more money. Like he just understood the industry, you know what I mean? But after a while, then he came out with 444, right? You know, yeah. he's bailing people out of jail. Like he's changing or really he's making a huge impact on culture in a more relevant way, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? So it like, just like you said, man, you got to make the decision. You got to be, you, you got to know what you stand for, even if it's like, you know what? And like Pink talked about it too. Like she didn't necessarily want to make R&B music when she first came into the game, but she did that. She got an audience and then she started making the music she wanted to. Right. So whatever yeah. it takes, man. Man, speaking of Pink, one song that that like just sticks out to me, Family Portrait. Okay. Woo! Remember that song? I've never heard that song. Really? Yeah, I don't think so. I, I've never really listened to her music. I listened to it in the beginning, but I haven't listened to her like recent stuff. Well, that's not recent, but like okay. I, family portrait, man, the, the, the emotion in that song, her voice. Whew, I'll listen good. to that shit. Yeah. Pretty, she's pretty actually good. very talented. She's super talented, man. I've always thought she was dope, but I've never really like followed her music like that too much. Oh yeah. And I think on my end, like, uh, I don't have a local artist, but like from, a um, an artist that that's a bit more mainstream. Uh, I like Harry Styles. I, okay. I think, really? Yeah. I think that Harry Styles, he's very interesting. Okay. Um, I, I think that he has pretty decent range. Uh, he played the guitar really well, and like I appreciate that. Like he has some good acoustic. That yeah. Like it's he, but yeah, he. I feel like he's someone like when I when I like see 
how he behaves and everything. Like, I, I don't think, like, I think that that's just who he is. Like, he, he seems like, uh, kind of reminds of like Prince, where like where? he, he, he kind of <laughs> has like, you know, that kind of like dresses a little funny and like, mm-hmm. like has like a bit of like a, a feminine type of look to him, but like yeah. it's authentic. Like, it, like, I, I don't ever like, like look at him and think that he, He's like doing it like to, to be popular. Like I think that's just who he is. Yeah, yeah. I, I could I could definitely see that about him. You know, it seems like ever since um that what was it, One Direction or whatever, once that ever since that group broke up, it seems like we're starting to see the different artists like Zane, like the the direction he went, and then also Harry Styles, like I could definitely see that, you know, because it seems like some of the music is actually pretty good though, too. But I haven't even dove into that. Right. But yeah, in a nutshell, I guess what what would be like your your last words as far as just you know your what you envision for for like the future of music, like what like you you'd want people listening to take away as far as you know what music is to you and like how they can maybe enjoy music more. Sure, man. So personally, I believe that like to really enjoy something you know, there needs to be, as we've talked about, an ego death, essentially, or basically just taking anything out of the equation that won't help you enjoy the music, right? So, and a lot of times what that is, is just like taking it back to the foundation of when you first started listening or playing music. So, if you know, if you're a 50 year old woman in the Midwest somewhere and, you know, you have a basic job and you're constantly focusing on just surviving, that can get in the way and color anytime you listen to something. But right. if there's a specific song that really speaks to your situation, those are the type of feelings that we need to focus on. All right, because that's when you really have a connection to music, when you can turn something on and you listen to it a hundred times in a row. Because the song's not only dope, but it's just it hits you right in your heart, it hits you in your spirit. You know what I'm saying? But there's something logically dope about it as well. So being able to 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 strip away everything that can get in the way of you really enjoying the process of either making music or just enjoying music as an end user. Definitely, man. I I think music is just, it's one of those things that's just, it's incredible. And like, it's, it's like, you know, like for instance, like if an alien came and you had to like explain music, it it would be so hard, right? Like it's more of a feeling like it's, 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 tough to to put into words you know that's correct man and i and that's why i've always said like when people have asked me like you know what inspires you to make something or like how did you do something i'm just like i didn't really make it like i was i'm just available you know i'm saying like and i just trained this vessel that is that is me as a musician to basically be a, again be a good conduit because whatever is given to me i need to be able to portray that in the best way you know what i'm saying so like that's all it is man you know what i'm saying in a nutshell but i mean there's obviously like it's different for everybody but for me like that's how i approach it yeah for sure man jay sterling this has been a pleasure thank you so much for for coming yes, on the sir. podcast Appreciate before we go you, though if you want to um 
give give the people your info. I'm gonna put it in the script, but if you want to just say it out loud too for them. Yeah, of course, man. So I mean, I'm I'm definitely on Instagram more than anything. So I'm uh, at the Sterling Example, all one word. Or um, you can hit me um, on my website, um, and that's uh, mittmusic.com, M-I-T-T music.com. And um, I'm, I'm I also, I want everyone to visit the uh, the Kickstarter page as well. You know what I'm saying? I'll send you that link as well, so you can put it in the description. You know what I'm saying? I want everyone to, you know, watch the video, take a look at the art, and understand that, again, we got a comic book and we have an original soundtrack going along with it, man. If you're a comic book lover, if you're a music lover, I've, I've really took a dive into hip hop, R&B, pop, rock. Like I'm touching a lot of different genres. So I believe you guys will love that. Nice. D- dope. I'll definitely add that to the script. Once again, nice. thank you, man. Yes. Thank you, man. Pleasure.